0: Welcome to Didasco, Reverend Randy Impact's anointed teaching ministry. This message is selected from the vast teaching archives of Reverend Randy Impact. As you listen, may you be blessed and imparted with divine wisdom. And now, today's teaching. There are many people who are manifesting gifts who are not approved. In God's registry, he doesn't know them. And that's very dangerous. He doesn't know them. Because his standard is not the gift he has given you. The reason why such men, when they stand and they, and they, uh, and they uh, represent the Lord in healing, in working of miracles, the reason why the Holy Spirit shows up is not because of them. It is because the Holy Spirit has a responsibility to defend the name of of the Lord Jesus Christ because the Bible has the mention of the name every knee must bow so the Holy Spirit comes into the arena to defend because the name of Jesus so if I say be healed in the name of Jesus there is a responsibility on the Holy Spirit not to put the name of Jesus to shame so you can be used of God and yet not known by God Because there's a protocol in heaven which moves at the mention of the name. Even the gathering of the saints. When we gather, we don't invite God. I remember when we were in the university. When I became prayer leader, one of the things that I was corrected early on was when I stand in a prayer meeting, I go like, okay, everybody close your eyes. Let us now invite the presence of the Holy Spirit. And then everybody starts doing the invitation. So I don't know whether, so whose invitation is he honoring? Do do you understand? And we do that a lot. It's a a religious format. Let's invite, can you invite God? Which invitation card are you going to use? (laughs) Because the Bible says where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is. There he is. So the response of the Holy Spirit is not by your invitation. The response is in the honor of the name of Jesus Christ. So you can easily be tempted that you are doing something. That's why you see it's very deceptive. You can be a leader. The move of God is so strong in your life. And you would think that the Lord is with you. He's not with you. What the Lord has to do must be done. So he does it. But he says, steady to show yourself approved unto God. So then there is another requirement for approval. So it means that there are many miracle workers not approved. God doesn't know them. The seal of his authorization is not upon them. Why? Because they have failed to steady. And because God's word is exalted above his name, he does not break the rank. It means that the people have defaulted in being endorsed. So the whole thing is about being endorsed. So if you want to be endorsed, for example, you can have a product. People can benefit from the product. They can, um, for example, people produce things like bissap, fresh juice, and so on and so forth. You can still take it. You can still distribute it. But the laws of Ghana against it until the FDA or the Food and Drugs Board endorses you as you know, certified to operate. So that's how heaven also operates. That's why people, many people don't feel the obligation to study because they, you ask yourself, but I've not read the Bible, I've not studied the Bible, but when I went into the meeting, it was powerful. When I led the prayer, it was powerful. People were actually shaking and people were falling and people were crying. You said, wow, hey, now they have become powerful, Lord. Are you here with me at all? Yes. A good product does not necessarily mean it's an endorsed product. It's two different things. The Bisop is nice. It's very nice. But it's not endorsed. And you can be arrested because the authorities don't know you. So you can't say that, well, it's nicer than this one that has authorization. Now we are dealing with kingdom legalities. God deals with, because God is very organized That's why we should not be moved. You see, when you are Christian, you are mature. And you are sound. Sound means sane. You see, sane. That's where God is bringing us to. To the place of maturity. Being able to discern. That's what the Bible says, that test all spirit. Now, someone will say, "Ah, how can I test the spirit? By what instrument? Because if you want to test temperature, you use what? Thermometer. (laughs) Okay. So if God says, test the spirit, yeah, has he given you uh, an instrument to test it? Now, let me show you the basic way to test the spirit. Jesus actually said it in scripture. He said that the words I speak to, they are spirit and they are life. So you hear it as words in heaven, it's recognized as spirit. So if, if the Bible says, test the spirit, and the Bible says, study to show yourself approved, that means that God is saying that my authorization is based on Quality dispensing uh, dispensing of knowledge. Sound teaching is the standard. Okay, sound teaching or sound knowledge in scripture is the standard for endorsement. So when you go into a church, what you're supposed to look out for, you can't be testing spirit. Like for example, someone may think that to test the spirit means to do like this. I'm testing the spirit. Ooh. Ooh. This one is not from God. That's not, that's, that's not what, and it's like, oh, when I went to the church, I didn't feel it. The, 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 the spirit didn't move me. That means when the pastor laid hands on me, I, I was waiting to fall, but the way I didn't fall, this man is not from God. No, no, no. That, that's not how to test the spirit. You test the spirit with the word of God. That's what the Bible says, that prophecy is judged. You can judge prophecy. And what tool do you use to judge prophecy? The word of God. Prophecy, prophecy is not the final. The word of God is final. To the extent that if someone gives you a prophecy, your knowledge of scripture can overturn the, the, the prophecy. Yeah. you see. And there cannot be any prophecy more powerful than the Word of God. The Word of God is the sure prophecy. So anyone that has acquired the knowledge of truth, do you understand what I'm saying, has the highest form of prophecy operating in his life. Does not need an external prophetic word. What again are you going to say? Okay, what you are going to say is that I see in the realm of the spirit that um, That you have been promoted in the office, and then you are excited. But the word of God said it first before the prophet said it. He said, You are the head and not the tail. He did not say you are going to be the head. The promotion rather delayed. So, when you know the word of God, you are not fascinated by many things. And the knowledge of God's Word is is very, it, it settles you. It makes you agree with God. Amos 33, the Bible says, how can two walk except they be in agreement? How can you walk with God when you don't agree with God? How can you agree with God? God has a setting standard, which is His Word. And if you don't know and have that standard, you are in disagreement with God. Paul says something. Paul was one of the most Powerful people in scripture, so the Bible says that Paul said to live is for Christ and to die is gain. Now, the ordinary Christian cannot talk like that. Do you get what I mean? You can't talk like you can't say you, you can say to live is for Christ, but the second part you can't say it now if you have said it before. Your heart was beating while you were saying that. That means you are operating on the plane of somebody's revelation. Do you know you can operate? Like you can listen to me. You can listen to my telegram teachings, And then you begin to feel like me. I'm telling you. You you come out. When you remove that thing, you say, my God. (laughs) But you see, you are are operating on the plane of somebody's revelation. It's very dangerous. This is what happened to the sons of Sceva. They saw Paul casting out devils. They look up. Paul. Paul was casting out devils by the knowledge of the authority of God's word which he has labored to acquire into his spirit. The study of God's word is described in scripture as a labor. That's what the Bible says that give double honor to your elders especially those that labor in the word of God. You know why many people cannot study the word? Because it's not easy. It's not easy. You can pick a Bible like this. Then you begin to doze. Uh, but immediately you put the Bible down, you are alive and awake. <laughs> Paul studied the scripture so much that when he opened his mouth, he said to die his game. We have not accepted this reality till now. When someone departs from us in the body, we weep like never before. We cry like never before. We tell God to bring the person back. It's a deficiency in our knowledge faculty. We don't know what has happened. That's why Paul actually said the other day, he said, should I be with you or should I go? That's, he's, he's saying I can determine when I should die. You see, you can't talk like that. You can't read it. You can't read it. Do you see? Is that I'm in a fix. Whether to be with you in body or to depart from you. And it says that if I depart from you, you will lose. So the only reason why, I wish I could die and go. Now, when you say die, you know, the uninformed, Christian receives it with his emotion. He says, oh, please, don't talk like that. Don't talk like that, please. Please. Are you here with me at all? Yes. But then, Paul was saying that if I want to go home today, I know what to do. It will not be suicide, but I will go home. The Bible says that, and when Jesus has said that, he gave up the ghost. Do you know what that means? Jesus allowed himself to die. Jesus was not killed. That's why Jesus communicated to his disciples. He said, I will lay up, he said, I will build this temple, and on the third day, I will destroy it. He said, I will lay, up, I will lay down my life and pick it up. Master, you can't talk like that. Okay? <laughs> No, are you here with me at all? So you see, the way you are talking is as it's a measure, is the measure of the knowledge of truth. When the word of God is imbibed into your spirit and you become one with the word of God, you speak the word, you you lose your own language. One day I was listening to Pastor Chris. He said they took him to the hospital. They, They carried him to the hospital because. He was dying, physically. He was weak. They carried him. They put him on the hospital bed. The doctors came to him. They they ran all the tests and they brought the report. When they brought the report, the doctor said, "Um, gentlemen, you know what? You have this sickness and that sickness, this sickness. Relax. We are going to do our best. He said, I can never be sick. And the doctor said, the, the doctor said to the nurses, check his temperature because the thing is the thing is going high. As they were checking, he said, I can never be sick. I can never be sick. I can never be sick. You see, you can't talk like, you can't listen to him and then now start talking like that. That's what people do. Instead of studying the word for themselves, they listen to the experience of others and they go out there, I can never be sick, I can never be sick. They have become obituary. <laughs> because he was not saying it because he had it all. He was saying it. Because the word of God has said, I wish above all things that thou may prosper and be in health. So he understands that he is in health. Now, being in health is different from receiving healing. Being in health is a state of being. That's what the Bible says, is anyone sick among you? Let them call the elders of the church. That means that the elders of the church are not sick. They are not supposed to be sick. They are supposed to pray for those who are not elders because those who are not elders need divine healing. But they must have divine health. It's not the same thing. It takes a certain understanding to preach in divine health. If you believe that, you know, there's a revelation that says that God is a healer. You know, in the Old Testament, God the healer, it was revealed to us by Moses. But then Moses described God as the healer. That means that Moses acknowledged that we are to be sick. Because our God will heal us. But then John was saying, you can stay without being sick. He said it is a wish in the heart of God. That thou mayest prosper and be in health. Now, he says to be in that plane, something has happened to your soul. He said, "Even as your soul prospers, and what's the prosperity of the soul? The acquisition of the knowledge of God into your soul. That means the amount of knowledge of God's word you have imbibed is a defense against all sicknesses. That's why the elders are the ones to administer healing, because they, you know, elders are automatically supposed to be people who carry the word and dispense the word." Bible says, when David has served his generation, he fell asleep. Ah. Death was not used to describe David. He fell asleep. When he has served his generation. So those who have a true knowledge, they are not afraid of death. In fact, they know that death has been conquered. But the moment you begin to fear, like, for example, someone says, okay... I I had a dream. In the dream, I saw a coffin. Hey, I have to start doing my willow. It shows that you don't know the word of God. So we always manifest based on our knowledge of truth. And if you don't have the word of God, you always make God a liar. That's why God does not approve you. The Bible says we live by faith, not by sight. So God is saying one thing. Your feelings is saying the opposite. And because you don't know what God is saying, you are declaring your feeling. And anytime you declare your feeling, heaven picks the communication as God has lied. Like, for example, if you say, hey, today they are broken. Heaven picks it up as God is a liar. There are certain things that God will pardon because you you are not mature. But Paul says something. He said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. But when I became mature, I spoke as mature people. There's a way to talk. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. And leaders must talk like God. There's a way that God talks. You cannot say, I am broke. You cannot say, it's a language of men. It's, it's the language of average people. Unbelievers are those supposed to speak like that. You can never say it. Now, someone is asking in his mind, but if I'm broke too, why do you say I should be broke? You see, that's the problem. Because, see, us, you see, and that's, we argue with God. We argue with God. That's the problem. That's why God first wants you to acquire his word before he start, we start talking. God struggles with people who don't know his word. Like he went to Jeremiah. Simple word. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. And I appointed you as a prophet. Jeremiah said, God, it's not true. Now, you see, so when you don't know the word, you make God struggle. Simple instruction, he can't deliver them to you because the instruction is not already in your spirit. Jeremiah said, well, I'm a young person. It happened with um, the same as Zachariah, the father of John. And the Bible said, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. Now imagine, and he recognized that there's an angel. Now I'm teaching you that until you study the word, God cannot do much in your life. That's why every day you say, hey, this thing is like this. or this thing is like this. You see, it's a display of the lack of knowledge. That's the problem. There's nobody who can say I have faith when you don't have the Word of God. Faith is not independent. Faith is hinged on the Word of God. Bible says faith comes by hearing. If you want your faith to come, first go for the Word. Yes. So God struggles. He saw the angel in the present. He saw the angel, and the angel said, "You will give birth to a child, and give the details." And he said, "No, no, it's not true." That's how many of us. God said, "You are the head and not the tail." You say, "Well, as for head, there someone is already head. Tail too, I don't like it. So, God has said something, but at least, as for me, at least I will be I'll be in the middle, so God cannot move. It's a big problem. Are you here with me at all? So God has to talk and talk and talk and talk to the point that an angel of the law, and this was a priest. In fact, the Bible says that uh, Zachariah belonged to the order of the priest. It's a generational thing. Priesthood is in his blood. It, it's in, he's been raised up as a priest. He's supposed to be closer to God. Know the ordinances of God. It's the priesthood that allowed him to recognize an angel. But then he cannot accept the counsel of God. He cannot accept it. So now the Bible says the angel of the Lord had to make him deaf and dumb in order to apply simple, because we argue in our minds too much. Many people are in doubt of tomorrow, doubt of today. Doubt, it's a major part of their life. People have not finished school. They say, when when I finish school, would I get a job? It's serious though. These are Christians. They are worrying about what has not happened. Some people are saying, hey, so would I even get someone to marry me Do you understand? So when we lift our prayers that God will help us, oh God have mercy on me so that someone will, will marry me. Oh God that God you send somebody you say all those are prayers born out of fear. You don't know the word. And I told you when my mother told me, third year, my mother walked up to me and said, Ah, Randy, you have been you've been in the university for a long time. You're always coming home, coming home, coming home and there's never been a lady who has visited you. And you are left with one year, and where you are coming from, where you have gone, is said, all the correct people are there." So it's like the way you are not coming home with anybody, you are trying to say that you live there and come and choose from here, but if you come and choose from here, there will be problem. You know, what my mother was saying is that, look, my son, where you have gone, they are doctors, they are lawyers, they are engineers. Do you understand? Yeah. Just choose one and come and home. How many doctors are in Konkonu? How many lawyers are in Konkonu? If you come, you become like meo. And I said to my mother, I said, it's the sugar that attract the ants, not the other way around. Now, how do you become the sugar? oh boy, you don't become sugar because you do jelly curls on your hair and you put a line here you know one day my baba came home and I told mommy that I'm going to put like two lines (laughs) how many of you want me to do it? (laughs) you will always find people who support you on <laughs> very useless things. <laughs> Are you hearing me? You will always find someone. And mommy said, oh! Daddy, what is happening? What has come over? <laughs> she was scared though, because she knows me that when I say something, I will do it. And she began to talk and talk and talk. I was just looking at her. Woman, Relax. <laughs> Relax. (laughs) You know. That's not how to become the sugar. I knew what I was doing. I knew I had immersed myself so much in prayer. I had immersed myself so much in the word of God. There was a time I attempted to rewrite every word in the Bible. That book is still there. I was not studying the Bible. I I was rewriting the whole Bible. Verbatim, word for word. That's how my steady life was. Not like pick a Bible and be reading casually. No, no, no. I was reading the Bible with a Greek Bible and a Hebrew Bible. Word for word. It got to a time I could speak Hebrew. Those interlinear Bibles. I read them back to back. I pick the Bible, I go to the the woods. I go there 10 a.m. I'm studying the scripture. I can stay on Genesis 1:1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 5 hours. I told my mother, the aunt, they go after the sugar. You are here all you know is where you go to do your blow your hair, iron your chest nicely, you know, put lines in it. Latest mobile phone, latest everything, fine boy, everything on point. Speaking smoothly. You know, it doesn't work like that. In fact, I had a tall list, I chose from a list. I chose from a list. There were many aunts. You you are not part. You are not an ant. No, I understand what I'm saying. Get the word in you. The word is powerful. God is not obliged to answer the desires on your heart. No, God doesn't pray like that. You see, God is not our servant. We should know that. Ah, God is not our servant. Number two, God is not our mate. You know how people command God? They command God in prayer. It's very serious. God, if you are there. If you are the one that rose Jesus from the dead. Now the moment you use if. Faith is nullified. It's nullified. The prayer doesn't go anywhere. God closes the thing. Yes, (laughs) if. Then God, I command you. And usually those prayers are used to kill family members. (laughs) Have you noticed that? I command you. God, if you are the one that. Open the earth to swallow people. When they were mocking Moses, I command you, God, let the earth open. We swallow them. We swallow them. Are you a whale? How is it that you have swallowed them and they are still alive? You see, it's ignorance. God does not listen to them. that's why not every prayer is answered, and the problem is that they are not prayed according to His will. What is his will? His will is his testament, the word of God. That means that anything that does not pass through the endorsement of God's word, God is not obliged to answer. So as you are praying, if you don't pray according to the word, you are making noise. You can't command God. He said, I have exalted my word above my name. The word is a constitution, the heavenly constitution. So when we pray, we say, say, you have said in your word that I am the head and not the tail. Father, I receive that ordinance and I walk in it. Because he has already said it. You don't pray and say, God, make me the head. No. When you do that, it's wrong prayer. Now, God has made you the the, the head. You receive grace to walk in it. I receive health in the name of Jesus. I walk in the glory of God. I walk in divine provision. Your word have said you supply my need according to your riches. In glory in Christ Jesus. Father, I receive supply. I receive supply in the name of Jesus. God bless you for listening to this message. Subscribe to Reverend Randy Impact on YouTube and all other digital platforms to receive more messages that will transform your life. Stay connected and prosper.